want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go.
We started episode 213 off with Rochester's Liquid Damage with the title track off of their almost brand new album released in April, Dawn of the New Dark Ages. We heard the song Adrenochrome. Cool. Yeah. And that was recorded at Watchman Studios. Of course it was. Along with a billion other yeah. things. <laughs> he, he does a good job, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That album sounds great. And then after that, we heard Esatai. That is from California. This is a one-person black metal project. We heard the song Wagon and Flames off of the album In the Vein of the Ancestors. And the local tie to that band is Adronic Black Mass. Awesome. I like it. Yes. If you want to check that album out, head over and talk to Keenan at Adronic Black Mass out of Troy, New York. He puts out a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yes. Um, I have an interesting this day in history. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, this is in the arena of crime, like true crime. Mm-hmm. It's history.com. Mm-hmm. But there was a fact in there that just blew my mind. So on this day... In 1976, a young woman and her married lover kill her family. Patricia Colombo and Frank DeLuca are arrested for the brutal slaying of Colombo's parents and brother in Elk Grove, Illinois. 20-year-old Colombo had left her family home two weeks earlier to live with DeLuca, a 36-year-old married man. The pair later killed Frank Mary and Michael Colombo in order to receive the family inheritance, unaware that the Colombos had written Patricia out of their will years earlier. As a 16-year-old, Colombo worked in a suburban coffee shop where she met pharmacist Frank DeLuca, who managed the pharmacy next door. He soon hired her to work in his store and the two began an unusual sexual relationship. You ready for this? I'm ready. Colombo showed classmates pictures of her having sex with DeLuca's dog. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, in April 1974, DeLuca brought Colombo to stay in his home despite the fact that he still lived with his wife and five kids. Her parents were relieved when she later told them she was going to move into her own apartment and even provided her with money. However, they soon learned that DeLuca had left his wife and moved in with their daughter, prompting Colombo's father to beat DeLuca severely. So just healthiness all the way around. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a good relationship. On May 4th, 1976, Patricia Colombo, then 19, and Frank DeLuca... 39 decided to carry out the plan themselves. They crept into the Colombo family home and shot Colombo's parents. They then bludgeoned Mike with a bowling trophy and stabbed him nearly 100 times with scissors. 
police questioned Patricia but had no reason to suspect her until the following week. <sighs> so what happened? Um, after the couple was arrested, DeLuca's employees revealed that they had seen him washing and burning bloodstained clothes on the day after the murders. Apparently, he had kept them silent by threatening their families. While in jail, DeLuca attempted to have these witnesses killed by a cellmate, but another inmate thwarted the plan by telling the police. The jury convicted Patricia and Frank, and they were each sentenced to 200 to 300 years in prison. <laughs> but Colombo managed... <laughs> 200 to 300. Yes. But Colombo managed to keep herself in the spotlight. In 1979, it was reported that she had assisted in organizing sex orgies involving guards and wardens at her prison in Dwight, Illinois. Hmm. High-ranking officials at the prison, including the warden, were forced to resign in the wake of the scandal. Wow. The shit that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's see what happens on this day in history. I never heard that one before. Me neither. I've never heard the names. I've never heard the story. But ID, where are you? Like, let's make a series yeah, about this. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. When you mentioned that dog... Um, so I think we've talked about this, not on the podcast, but like when I first got the internet, like you could, like anything was there, right? Like as it is now. Okay. And, I don't know where this is yeah. going. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> no, no, don't be nervous. <laughs> okay. It's going to be all right. all right. So this was dial up days. So it took forever for like a picture to load. But I remember once seeing a uh, a picture of a dog fucking a woman from like doggy style, right? And um, why? I don't know why, but I remember the thing that sticks in my head more than anything oh is the the, <laughs> the dog had mittens on, and then I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. You don't want him fucking gouging her up, you know. He had mittens on his on his front. I his can't. Front nope. No. <laughs> it's time to play some music. What are we going into here? All right. <laughs> We're gonna play something. Why? Why would you even look that up? All We're, right. Let's go. Nope. Don't even answer that. We're going to Germany. <laughs> Good. We're gonna play. Are you staying here? <laughs> we're gonna play we're gonna play a reissue by a band that put out one fantastic release in 1992 the band was Archaic Torse from Germany and in 2022 Vic Records remastered and reissued digitally and CD their Sneak Attack album and we're going to listen to the title track, Sneak Attack. All right. And then we're going to go into Endless Exam from Finland with the song I Ain't Your Toy, which is a single off their upcoming debut album out in June on Inverse Records. 
You got quite the mix of music this week. Yeah, diversity. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, Ava, did you know? You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're already over it. I could tell by your yeah. face. If you feel guilty a lot, you're probably good at reading people's emotions. Feeling guilt has long been linked with empathy, and studies show guilt-prone people have an enhanced capacity for seeing another person's perspective and are therefore better able to analyze facial expressions. Shame, however, despite being closely, re- being closely related emotion, can have the opposite effect. People who often feel shame tend to have lower empathy levels because they fo- the focus on shame is much more self-centered. Hmm. I feel attacked. <laughs> I think that's kind of the trait that makes me feel, um, that makes me look like a creeper and like a group of people. Mm-hmm. Because I do sit back and read a room and like try to gauge where everybody is, mm-hmm. like emotion wise. I don't know why I do that. Because mm-hmm. you're a creep. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I tend to observe myself, but not, not, not in that way, I don't think. Are you ashamed? Huh? <laughs> Am I ashamed? Yeah. Of what? <laughs> That's, didn't you just read what I... <laughs> no, I was thinking about something else. Listened to <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm, I'm glad I read that. No, I, I listened. Um, yeah, I, I can see you doing that, for sure. You want to know what else we got? Mm. We got fucking moles mm-hmm. and not the kind on your skin. I have some. Well, yeah. But they're okay. Yeah. You went to the dermatologist They told week. me it's because I'm old. <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then he told you to put preparation H on your face. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> But yeah, so we're mowing the lawn last week, right? Mm-hmm. And I see like the, all these little dirt piles everywhere of like this loose dirt. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. So I mow them over. Don't think anything of it. Saturday morning, I get up before you. I get my nice cup of coffee. I open the fucking sliding glass door curtains. And there's all these little dirt volcanoes everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I get on Google and the first thing that comes up is you got moles. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what a mole is, look it up. It's a mammal and it's creepy as fuck. It has like flippers <laughs> for hands and they dig 15 feet per hour. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's aggressive. Yes. Um. So, yeah, those volcanoes that we're seeing in the yard is their sex chamber. Mm-hmm. They call it a breeding chamber yeah. online, but I call yeah. it a sex chamber because that's really what it is. It's like a, if a, it's like a rape van, but it's a, a dirt hole. Yeah, but a chamber <laughs> yeah. in the ground. Yeah, That's not creepy at all. Yeah. So apparently what the males do is they dig these holes and they loosen all the soil and they hope for a lady to run by mm-hmm. and fall into their little yeah. hole and then, you know... I saw him wiggling his candy at you earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, we had to call a wildlife guy <laughs> to come out. And he's like, you got to be patient. This is like a like a four-month process. We got to 
going on here. So now we got flags all in the backyard. Craziness. So I'm like, we're sitting outside and I'm like, there's a new fucking volcano over there. Yeah. I walk over there and it's moving. Yeah. That's not creepy at all. He was hanging his wang out the hole. <laughs> Come and get it. <laughs> Step in my hole, lady. <laughs> yeah. Why do we have all these weird house problems? I don't know. And the guy's walking around. He's like, oh, man, you got moles. You got voles. You got chipmunks. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, oh, that's a skunk. He's digging for grubs. Oh, yeah, you got a rabbit. <laughs> oh, my God. No all, no volcanoes in nobody else's yard except for ours. No. I've seen zero volcanoes. Zero dirt volcanoes only in our backyard. Yeah. I don't think any yard of any place that I've lived in has had <laughs> a weird dirt volcano like this. Yep. And they keep popping up. And I asked the guy, I'm like, so what do we do if we like just don't treat it? Because it was expensive. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, one day you're going to wake up and there's going to be 60 of these dirt volcanoes around. I'm like, we can't be having this. Uh -uh. Like he was walking around. Uh, there's so many tunnels. He was walking around just sticking his fingers into the yard like it was nothing like we literally have <laughs> those are a like, hollow yard <laughs> yeah, those are like reverse lawn glory holes <laughs> why are they reverse though because <laughs> i'm not explaining <laughs> you were going to though yeah
All right. This week, Grandma provided us with Skin Graft from Rochester. They were active from 1993 to 1995, I believe. Uh, we heard the song Universal Epicidium. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this band. Me uh, neither. Ed Jesco posted it, and I found it interesting. I know that Matt, or Nattering Barstool <laughs> from Blurring, and Calabas, and a bunch of other bands was in this band. Cool. Uh, and I thought, I thought, Grandma also thought, this would be a, a perfect Grandma's Pantry selection. I love it. It's on Bandcamp. Thanks to Ed. Yes. For inspiring Grandma this week. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about bananas. Oh. We're going to talk about artwork. <laughs> We've often talked about... <laughs> um, You're making me nervous this week. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Holding my breath over here. Like, like art, art in general is very subjective, right? Very. Um, and we both happen to see this story this week. Yeah, we were laughing about it during Grandma's Pantry. Yes, where an artist, uh, an Italian artist, Maruzio Catalan, had an exhibit where he taped, duct taped a (laughs) banana to a wall. A white wall? Yeah. Just like a plain... Apparently this was valued at $120,000 and a... I, I'm guessing this was in Korea, South Korea. A South Korean student was hungry and decided to pull this off the wall and eat it. <laughs> Which I think is... I'm really open to, like, artwork that I don't quite understand. Yes. Like, I can appreciate all kinds of art. Yes. I might not like it. I might not get it. You might not want it in the house, but, but it's art. But I I love this. That was the reaction to this art was to rip it off the wall and eat it. Who goes around <laughs> ripping bananas off a wall and just eats it? A hungry South Korean college student. <laughs> That's who. I mean, you know, I guess if you're in college and you're paying your own yeah, way, man. fresh fruit, <laughs> when it comes along... Fresh fruit for rotting vegetables. I, w- <laughs> I don't know. I would just never think. No. Nope. Uh, when I first read this, I was like, oh, fuck. It, did Zach Bushy somehow go to uh, an art museum in South <laughs> Korea? <laughs> this is not nearly enough bananas. <laughs> but I will take this one. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. So you're talking about Zach from Displacer. Yeah. We had him on the show before their release party. Mm-hmm. And we had this whole conversation about a banana eating contest. Mm-hmm. And we showed up at Photo City for their CD release. He's very passionate about bananas. He's very passionate. Um, and that's all everyone was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he said people just kept coming up to him talking about bananas. <laughs> I think Thor brought him a banana. Oh, yeah. And oh, the artwork, too. When they played it, there was uh, there was the 
the background artwork where it had bananas. Yes, that's right. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. You ready to play some more songs? Yes, I am. All right. What do you want to hear? I want to hear Leather Bitch All with right. the song The Dark Mirror. And this is coming off of their upcoming second album, Shattered Vanity, out June 2nd on Shadow Kingdom Records. Guess what? You're going to hear it. And then after that, you're going to hear Wooden Shadow with the song Mournful Sound of Nature off their debut album, Eternal Land of Wrath and Mourn, out June 16th on Inverse Records.
I got an interesting story for you over here. Okay. You ready? Let's hear it. Um, hotel guest wakes up to night manager sucking on his toes. <laughs> oh, okay. Dave, David Neal has been charged with aggravated burglary and assault as the victim opens up about the nightmare ordeal. The night manager of a Hilton hotel in Nashville, Tennessee is under arrest after one of the hotel's guests claimed the man broke into his room and began sucking on his toes while he slept. <laughs> the alleged incident went down on March 30th while victim Peter Brennan was asleep in his own room. According to Brennan, who spoke to WTVF about the bizarre altercation, he was in town for a work conference and awoke to a gentleman, an employee of Hilton, assaulting me. He quotes at around 5 a.m. I mean, he was just cleaning his feet. <laughs> it's an add-on service. Brennan recognized Neil because the man had entered his room the previous day with another employee to address an issue that he was having with his TV. When officers spoke to Neil, they say he admitted that he entered the room but claimed he did so due to the smell of smoke and that he was checking on the victim. So, the the recipient of the toe sucking was the victim? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Uh, according to a lawsuit filed against both Neil and the hotel, Brennan believes Neil used a clone key card to enter his room without knocking or announcing himself. Before beginning to, and I quote, sexually assault Mr. Brennan with his mouth, including... Simulating fellatio on Mr. Brennan's feet. Fellatio. Fellatio. <laughs> fellatio. Um, <laughs> sounds like a gelato when you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very disturbing. Yeah. I think he was held on bond or something. Wow. Like, why? And why would you think you'd get away with that? There's so many whys. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place that I used to work that you know about. That um, if, if someone did that, like if the manager did that, they would still have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yes, he would. I wonder what his, the guy's reaction was. He, well, the, I didn't want to read the whole article and bore everybody, but it basically said he woke up and like, like he was so confused. He's like, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? <laughs> Why? Like what, what would your response be if you woke up to something like that? In a hotel room. Probably not talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hate people touching your feet. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so yeah. you probably would have kicked his head off just as a reactionary <laughs> measure to somebody touching your foot. Uh, yeah, I don't... Um, he probably would not... What are they called? The guana feet? 
I have, a, I have iguana feet, according to Jen, so he probably wouldn't have been suckling on my toes. <laughs> Not unless he's a sucker for punishment. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Um, Here, you want to suck on some razor blades? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I can't even imagine this fucking weirdness. Yeah. I just don't understand what goes through people's head. Like, how do they rationalize that that is, like, a sound decision? I can't even follow the logic. I don't know. Maybe it's like, um, like any type of predator, maybe sexual predator, that they just can't help themselves, even though they know, like, this could be the end of my life. I can't help it. I gotta suck them toes. <laughs> Weird. I don't know. I think you need to follow that story and see if there's any follow. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. There's got to be more details. Yeah. But in the meantime, I think we should head to Bangladesh. Okay. What do you say? I I agree. We're going to listen to some Kale Akuma with the song Yayanik. Yayanik. Sounds good to me. Which is the title track of their latest EP out now on Nuclear Winter Records. Then we're off to Italy for the instrumental project NORAG with the song Ritual Electric from the Fossils release. <laughs> Thank you. 
once this airs, we will be on our way back from Niagara Falls. Yes. To see Creator, uh-huh. Sepultura, yeah. and Death Angel. Yes. I can't wait to see Death Angel again. I know you really enjoy them. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, and you've never seen Creator. Nope. I've seen Creator once. A long time ago, in 86, maybe? 86, I think. You were just a lad. Boyvad, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. It's going to be, hopefully, a good show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I have to do better wearing earplugs. Yeah. Because I really fucked my left ear at that municipal waste show. Yeah. And I you bought me the best earplugs that were in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing. I bring <sighs> earplugs to shows and then I'm like, oh, this is fine. And then we end up getting closer and closer and I don't wear the earplugs. Yeah, I know. We were talking um, with some friends about like sleeping in complete silence versus mm-hmm. having a fan mm-hmm. or some kind of sound machine. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad, I mean, it sucks that other people ex- experience it, mm-hmm. but sometimes I think I get in my head, if it's too quiet, mm-hmm. the ringing in my ears is insane. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I need some kind of background noise mm-hmm. to kind of filter that out a little bit. I know that I've damaged my hearing for um from music and from the work environments that I used to work in. Yeah, you used to work in really loud environments. Um but I'm thankful that I don't have with th- a rogue forklift. <laughs> yeah. There's no <laughs> there's no uh I thought it was called tinnitus. But now I'm hearing it called tinnitus. I don't know what's right. Is this like diabetes and diabetes? I think so, yeah. Diabetes. Well, I'm going to call it tinnitus. I don't have that, and I, I never have. I re- you know what? I do remember when I was like, probably when I went to Manowar when I was 14. I think I had, my ears were ringing after. I do remember when I was young, after a loud concert, I would have ringing in my ears. Yeah. N- not no more. Never. Never, never, never. That's probably not good. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but, huh? So I don't have that problem. But, uh, I have some other ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, what do you say we get on out of here? All right. We got two black metal bands to end the show. Cool. First up is Natford with the song Det Stormer I Norg, taken from the upcoming album I Havets Fracked. I totally destroyed that, but it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> this is coming out on May 26th on CD, various limited vinyls, and digitally from On Soulseeker Records. And then we're going to go into Dawning with the song Suffer Greatly and Descend off the Return to Mount Um reissue. And this was released May 7th 
and Hessian Firm. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And jump over the sex chambers. <laughs> or fall in.
This is Nick from Hashem Firm. You're listening to Grim Dystopian. Ah! <laughs> 